Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Noah. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the insanity that is the Oscars and reviewing The Prodigy and Velvet Buzzsaw. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Well, you got to be in the intro, so, you know, huge step. Yeah, pretty psyched about that, moving up in this world, honestly. Yeah, moving up in the world. Um, you know, I, I guess it kind of, I'm sure it helps ease your um, frustration, because uh, I'm going to be honest, you seem pretty pissed over text when uh, yeah. we started talking about this Oscar stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah uh, I was pretty fired up. Uh, this, this we'll, we'll get into this, but... Um, yeah, I have some opinions, and they're pretty strong. I do too, and, man. It's you know, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> um, yeah. So before we get into everything, uh, we should acknowledge the fact that Ozzy's not on this episode. Um, he is dealing with some dental issues. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, he he's just uh, in a lot of pain right now. So uh, it just. Yeah, he, he needed a break, and I don't blame him. It's fine. Um, so he will probably be back on the next episode. We will see. Uh, the schedule might be a little weird um, this next week because I'm going to be out of town this weekend, but we'll figure it out, and um, just bear with us. That being said, let's get into uh, why everyone, and I mean everyone, like a lot of people are fired up about this, and rightfully so. Let's talk about this Oscar situation. Um so, if you don't know, basically what has... Well, should we do with the... I feel like we should give, like, a explanation of what's been going on. Because we haven't talked about every yeah. aspect of this. For, yeah, let's, let's rewind. So, right. yeah. starting off, yeah. first, <laughs> the first problem that the, uh, the Academy Awards and the upcoming Oscars faced was, you know, the host. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find a host. Uh, Kevin Hart was going to do it, and then... He stepped down. Which we talked about for, a little bit, you know, yeah. Yes. All right. Fast forward to now, or actually, no, fast forward to a couple weeks ago, I think mm-hmm. they were uh, announcing that they were going to give awards out during the commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. And people were upset about that. And um, and then, just this past week, they announced that the awards they're giving out are cinematography, editing, um Makeup and hairstyling and uh, live action best short. Live action short, which I mean, live action short. I okay. I, I mean, that's that's not the, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, all of the shorts would gonna, make sense. You know, sure. I mean, if you're gonna devalue the Oscars, you might as well just uh, go ahead, give the short out or give the uh, Oscars out for the shorts during the commercial breaks. I I guess. I mean, it's still a weird like weird move, thing yeah. to have to yeah it's a weird move it's like you know we want to have the show but you know we're just going to give the awards out so you don't see them it's it's like it's such a weird move yeah um and like okay so cinematography and editing i i was thinking about this the earlier cinematography and editing are the only truly or the only artistic innovations that have been brought about through film that did not exist prior. I mean, less so cinematography because, you know, you get a lot from ordinary photography, but you have the added uh, movement, blocking, all that sort of thing is, is all those things are added to cinematography that Mm -hmm. make it unique. And like editing is just an entirely new art form. Like to like, it is so essential these two things are perfect. Like the, without editing, movies would just be plays, and without cinematography, it's just a radio drama. Like I cannot conceive of a way in which those two are not valuable enough to honor the people who who put it into a movie. Like it is, it fires me up. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this. So yeah. uh, first of all. You, 
I like this is all rooted. Their decision making, I like semi understand. I understand the root of it at least. They yes. they the the ratings have been an issue. That's no mm-hmm. secret. They they can't get people to watch the show every year, and it's going down every year. And I understand yeah. they're trying to find a way to fix that. But it baffles me that this is the conclusion that they came to. Especially considering the fact that, like, every move that they've been making has been panned recently. Like, every time (laughs) they do something, it's just, is viewed as a disaster. And then they go back on that decision. Like, we, you can even go farther back than this. Like, you you said we started with the host. It can go farther back than this. It can go back to when they announced that there was a best popular film category coming. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> everyone made fun of that. It that was, was that was ridiculous, of course. Yeah. But again, even that decision, I was like, I get why they want to do it. It's a terrible idea, but I get why they want to do it because yeah. they want to drive more regular, average people to watch this show, not just the crazy movie fans. Yeah. So I understand that, but they they went back on that decision because the entire industry revolted against them. Did they think that it wasn't going to happen with this decision? Like, it's the same thing is happening. The entire industry yeah. is, like, saying, this is dumb. What are you doing? I, I, I don't know. And then even beyond that, like, yeah, they have no host. The, you know, they're skipping all these categories. But then there was the whole um, musical, or not musical, the whole... Um, um, best song performances issue. Mm-hmm. So, and this one, I, this one I'm actually kind of annoyed with, and it kind of, I because I honestly believe they made the right decision initially with this one. They said they're only going to perform two of them. They said they were going to do uh, the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga one, and then one other one, I can't remember which one. The other ones okay. they weren't going to do live performances of, and everyone freaked out, and now they're doing all of them. To me, uh, I've been saying for literally years that the musical acts need to go. Like, if you want to save time, which is another issue of it, because, yep. the, again, they want people to watch this, and if it's a long show, it's harder to get people to watch, so they want to shorten it up. The obvious answer to me has always been just cut the music because this is a movie show, not a music show. Yeah. But... Yeah. and. I, I guess nobody else agreed because everyone revolted and then they changed their mind. So, you know, I can't I mean, even decide what wor- what's worse. The fact that they keep making these terrible decisions or the fact that they won't stick to their guns. <laughs> like, it's so it's, bad. <laughs> this it's, is... it's so, so, it's such a train wreck. I'm, I'm, it's honestly so funny. It really um, is. Like, it's comedic yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's interesting because, like, I was telling this to my to my family and it seems as though some people don't understand exactly like they're like, well, they still get the awards. They just don't get to be on television. Like, Oh, big deal. Well, the problem is that cinematographers and especially editors will never get any recognition unless it's through an award show. Mm -hmm. The only reason we know the names of cinematographers, I mean, Roger Deakins, Emmanuel Lubetsky, Freddie Young, we all, the only reason we know them is because they won Oscars and because they've, you know, made some of the most beautiful looking films of all time. And it's just, it's the, 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 the weight of that medal that they win Mm -hmm. is pretty much all they're worth to some people. Like, you know, it's just so disrespectful in my opinion to, you know, just say, well, you're disposable. We can cut you. We don't have to show you when it's like, the guy who slaved away for, you know, 15-hour work days trying to put together this masterpiece of a film that you just dumped on him. He's mm-hmm. just sitting on his computer until, like, 5 a.m. trying to get this thing done to the deadline. He deserves something. I mean, come on. these these They're not some – cinematographers aren't some idiots with DSLRs and, you know, editors aren't just some intern that they uh, – have the have edit the rest of the movie i mean it's i mean actually they used to be it's a fun fact uh editors used to be editing used to not even matter like they'd have um it was like the least essential aspect of filmmaking Mm -hmm. but not anymore uh the editing is super important Uh, yeah (laughs) and editors you know deserve you know deserve recognition Mm -hmm. i want to see the face of the person who edited that movie 
Can you imagine if they did this last year, the year that Deacons won his first Oscar? Oh, my gosh. Like, that would have oh, been terrible. Man. That would have been so bad. Honestly, if I was an editor or cinematographer, well, I mean, cinematographers, I think they, they do have more power than editors because usually it's multiple editors and there's one cinematographer. Yeah. I would not go. I'd be like, nope, I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's just, it's insane. Um, yeah. I, I, it's honestly like, and it, this is the kind of thing like, some people don't even know what these positions are, so they don't really care. Like, and that's the thing. That's what it all boils down to is like the argument, the argument from the industry standpoint is the actors already get time in the, in the limelight. Like, why do they need more? These people in the background are the ones who need to be uh, on display here yeah. but then from again I'm trying to look at it I'm trying to figure out where they're coming from here and from their perspective it's like we need more people to watch this show and if we're focusing on these people that yeah. that nobody knows and nobody cares about then yeah you know how, how are we going to get people to watch the show and I mean so I understand yeah. but it's just it's so flawed in concept because you're now you're pissing off the industry which you're celebrating like it, yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> And again, it's just like the, every decision that they have made has been panned, and rightfully so. And they just, I think the president of the Academy is new because I think they have four-year terms as the president of the Academy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, it's John Bailey, I believe, is the president, is the current president, uh, replacing uh, Cheryl something. Um, but... He has, uh, he's not off to a strong start, let me tell you that. Nope. Like, if his first move was popular film, then it's like, oh, no, yeah, we're not going to do that. And now, like, look at everything that's happened since then. It's like, get this guy out of here. Vote him out now because, please, <laughs> this is a disaster. And honestly, like, I think they're going to get a... I think they're going to get a lot of people who are just watching this to see the train wreck because... It could. It has potential to be an actual train, to be a train wreck. Like it really yeah. does. Um, you like, know, with wow. no host, Imagine. what does that even look like? Uh, yeah, I'm just imagining the amount of like, you know, if you've you've seen you've looked up like live news bloopers, mm-hmm. like where the camera doesn't cut on time. Yeah, that's it. That's how the editors are going to get back. Like the people <laughs> who are cutting in the control room for the academy, they're just going to leave it on. Uh, the same shots of like people are gonna make it super awkward. They're like, this is, if if you think our job is so disposable, then just you know, how about I just don't edit your show for you? Just ruin the pacing of the of the event. I want to see it. I want to be there for the train wreck. I'm really excited now. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, interesting to watch to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's just. I'm just so annoyed with this, to be honest. And again, just cut the musical acts, please. Yeah. Like it's such a waste. It's such a waste of time, honestly. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know what? We care. We care about best editing and best uh, cinematography. So we are going to talk about those categories on our road to the Oscars. Um, yes. No, you want to, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but if you do, do you want to read off the nominees for, what do you want to start with, cinematography, editing? Cinematography is good, because I've All seen right, let's do that. a bit of that. Yeah. So we've got Cold War, uh, shot by, I'm sorry, uh, Lucas Zhao. He's uh, Polish, so I'm not entirely sure if I got that right. Um, got The Favorite, shot by Robbie Ryan. Never Look Away, by Caleb Deschanel. Roma, by... Writer and director Alfonso Cuarón. He wrote, directed, and shot it. And A Star Is Born by Matthew Libatique. Um, yeah. So this is, I don't know. Like, um, Roma makes sense. It's not really flashy. No, yeah, it's not. It's not really flashy here. Yeah, yeah. Roma kind of makes the most sense to me. I haven't seen Cold War, and I trust me, I've looked. It's basically going to be impossible to find in the U.S. until a streaming service picks it up. Um, yeah. Roma's the one that like stands out to me as like this mm-hmm. one completely makes sense. The favorite is interesting. I don't know of all yes. the things that I would give the favorite. I don't know that I would give it cinematography. 
Um, mm-hmm. And same with A Star is Born. Like, <laughs> I didn't come away going, like, A Star is Born. Man, that movie was beautiful. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, not, uh, that's not the takeaway I had. So it's interesting. Um, but then, uh, then it goes to like, what I, what I, what would I replace it with? I, um, I, the first thing that came to mind was something like Annihilation. That movie is gorgeous. Um, yes. Now, yes. It, it, this it falls into that this weird area where we forget about these movies that aren't necessarily like the greatest things of the year, but they were excellent in certain areas. Um, mm-hmm. And that I feel like kind of falls in that category Annihilation does, where it's like, I, the movie was kind of, it was mixed, like the reception to it was mixed, but I think mm-hmm. everyone can kind of agree that that movie was gorgeous to look at. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, what what stands out to you here? Um, well, from what I've seen of The Favorite, uh, it does look, it looks pretty eclectic. It looks uh, sort of quirky in, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the framing is what, what I've yeah. seen. Um and I mean, yeah, Roma is. I think Roma's going to win, just because Roma is such yeah. a, yeah. And I mean, if we're going back, Alfonso Cuarón is the one name here that we all know. <laughs> that, True. You know, he'll probably. He's almost certain he's going to go. He'll get the three peat. I think he'll get writing, uh, directing, wow. and editing, or, or writing, directing, and cinematography. I don't know. I mean, that would be pretty cool if he did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. You know, that's pretty much all I got. Um, I, and I anything hope to see Cold War eventually. Yeah, same. Uh, anything that sticks out to you that you have seen that wasn't nominated? Um, well, I mean, I'm looking at the list here, and I see the animated features. Isle of Dogs it was pretty incredible that's, shot. I mean, yeah. Wes Anderson. I think you know his his films deserve to be. Yeah. I don't know. It tends to yeah. be hard for those the animated movies to get nominated in these categories, which is of unfortunate. Course, of but, course. Um, yeah, I uh, don't think we're ready for that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, another one that I'm kind of looking at is Hereditary, maybe? Like, I really yeah. like... Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hereditary, yeah. like, Hereditary is a movie that uh, unfortunately got forgot about in a lot of categories. <laughs> Um, but I think cinematography is definitely among the categories that it probably should have been better recognized in. Absolutely. I think that was one of the strongest things about the movie. It has yeah. so, there's so much you could mine from just about every scene. Yeah, and unfortunately yeah. it doesn't seem like that. Uh, the fact that these those movies are uh, not getting recognition uh, is changing anytime soon. Uh, with The yeah. Witch doing that a couple years ago and nobody caring. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know, like there's, I don't think there's any like glaring, glaring, um, misses here. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, I'm yeah. kind of of the mindset that this past year for movies wasn't the best. So, uh, that could be just that's, me. I think that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, all right, all right. So editing. editing. Let's move on to editing. We have uh, where is it? Best film editing. Uh, we have Bl- Black Klansman with uh, Barry Alexander Brown, Bohemian Rhapsody with John Ottman, The Favorite, Yorgos. Uh, I'm not going to attempt <laughs> to say that last name. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Green Book with Patrick J. Don Vito and Vice with Hank Corwin. This Yorgos, list makes Maverick, a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like this all... list for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, Black Klansman, uh, I'm not as high as it, high on it as Ozzy is. <laughs> and it's a, I'm, I'm sad that Ozzy's not here because I think he would be like mm. all over this one. But... Um, uh, yeah, that uh, editing is certainly a strong suit of that movie. Then you have The Favorite, which, um, unlike uh, cinematography, I'm, like, all on board with editing. Like, I, I think that makes complete sense to me, uh, just with how that movie ends. Like, I, yeah, they, they did a great job with that movie. Um, and then Vice. Uh, Vice would be my favorite in this category. Like, uh, I right. think I even said it in my review um I don't know if I ever officially reviewed it. But I think I might have just talked about it a lot. Um, but yeah. 
it's it's inc- like it's edited with so much energy like it's incredible like i love the way they put this movie together and um it's basically um oh what's that movie i'm blanking on the name the movie that he did before uh, oh, uh, the big short. The big short. It's basically the big short, but like on crack. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I love the way they put this movie together, and I know that it can dr- get on people's nerves. I kind of got on my nerves with the big short, but with this one, I just think it works a hundred percent. I, I, it's incredible. Um, the only thing that I, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody should probably not be here and to me there is an obvious uh, movie that's left out of here and left out of a lot of categories on this list to be on or in this whole nomination process to be honest um and that is uh crazy rich asians i would put crazy rich asians in here in a heartbeat oh like, absolutely I, that yeah it's yeah. that, uh, that you want to talk about just, a movie with e- energy my yeah, goodness it flows so well it's just yeah that there's no there's really no low moments in that movie it's, it's just yeah one of my favorites of the year to be honest and uh yeah. again the way the movie is put together and mm-hmm. uh just like you said flows so well like uh, yeah um so that is a clear snub for me in this category and then i would probably take bohemian rhapsody out for it uh green book yeah yeah, i don't know like i i i that that's fine there but i could also maybe see something else there i don't know exactly what but um what sticks out to you here um i haven't seen any of these movies any of them (laughs) no i haven't oh oh god i missed out on black clans and that's the one that i probably would you know, if I could pick to see one of these, it'd be Black Klansman. Really? Okay. Um, I, yeah, I need to, I need to get on that. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Crazy Rich Asians, that should be in here. Uh, any others that you have seen that you would uh, think would be on here? Um, well, if we're going to, you know, hype up Hereditary, I think <laughs> Hereditary yeah. is a pretty good editing too. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, you know, editing on a horror movie is essential, yes, you know, you need yes. to, you need to be able to maintain the suspense and build and, uh, the flow of the, the pacing that they have in, in hereditary is just perfect for what they're trying to achieve and the editing really sells it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am constantly going back to uh, the same couple of movies, uh, just in general discussion, but I'm sorry, I really like these movies, and uh, A Simple Favor, I think, is an interesting one. I don't know, like, I don't think it's a clear snub, but I really love that movie, and I think that uh, editing would be something that I would consider it for at least. Um, I think if Enrique were on, he would probably say the bad times at El Royale, and I don't think that's a terrible choice. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't think it's terrible. Like I, I, I'm not as high on that as Enrique is, but that one, yeah. I, I understand if. Uh, I mean, somebody would say that. Yeah, I mean, editing is—it's an important factor in that movie. Yes. Like that's a movie where the editing has to be good yes. because it sort of holds the movie together because mm-hmm. it's not. You know, it's not linear structure, yeah. but you know, it's it's yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. and then another one that's uh, th- and this will be the last one I bring up. I'm pretty sure nothing else I see on here, but um, I I don't understand why people weren't higher on First Man and mm, mm. oh man, I really yeah, an interesting like. I have not heard you, you just remind me of that movie. Yeah. I, I haven't heard a lot of hype. I mean, this is Damien Did you see it? we're talking. Not yet. <laughs> okay, see, that's the thing. Like I uh, and and I think yeah. there hasn't been a lot of hype around this movie and it's incredible to me. Like I yeah. I thought this movie was going to be a major contender and like I think it's of that quality just all around. Um yeah. But it just kind of never got going in the Oscar buzz at all. And it's really strange to me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And uh, editing is, like, if you, even the opening sequence of that movie, like, if you just watch the first ten minutes, you'll go, wow, they did a great job with this movie. And uh, it's crazy to me. Like, I might, I, yeah, now that I think, I'd definitely take Green Book out for that, too. Um, not to sound like I don't like Green Book because I know there's a lot of people who have a weird push or weirdly pushing back against Green Book. I really like mm. Green Book. I just don't know that editing is um, it's strong suit. It's yeah. strongest suit, but yeah, 
Um, first man definitely probably or probably should have been on there. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. editing's an interesting category. As you you said before the show, it's very yes. hard to quantify. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know you have to. I I understand why an actor might not think it's essential because they generally only see the final product mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? It's all the good bits. Mm-hmm. That's not hard, but it is hard. Yeah. I mean, the sheer workload that you probably have, the sheer amount of footage you've got to go through alone, and then, you know, sort of pro- refining that down to an hour and a half to two hours and a half movie. It's yeah. like, you know, and then, you know, examining that and the art behind it. It's, it's a lot to ask from the Academy who aren't, you know, outside of acting. They don't really, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, actors should be kissing the feet of editors because they can make them Absolutely. look great or terrible. Absolutely. So, uh, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um, yep. But it's, I don't know, it's just really frustrating, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think that pretty much wraps it up for Oscar talk. Um, if you don't care about the Oscars, which at this point I understand, um, then, you know, uh, I'm sorry. But here we are. We are going to move on <laughs> to... A February horror movie, and um, I have not seen this one yeah. because um, I don't know. I just uh, never didn't get around to it, and there were a lot of movies. Eh. There were actually a lot of movies that came out this weekend. Um, yeah, there was. <laughs> and uh, Noah, you said you wanted to see this, so I let you take on that burden. But was it a burden? That's what I want to know. It was not a burden. I honestly, like, this was a fun movie for me. And okay, all right. So let's let's back it up. So, the Prodigy. It is about a um, is about a child who is very gifted, very smart, but there's something off about him, and that something off transforms into something very wrong with him when he does all these sort of sadistic and sociopathic things. But you don't really know why, and I won't spoil it. Re- not that much, because. <laughs> Because okay. my criticism of the movie kind of partially leans on how they justify his actions okay. or why he does why he's doing the things that he's doing. So this movie is interesting to me because it's not exceptionally bad. It's not bad at all, actually. I would say it is perfectly average in for a horror movie. <laughs> like <laughs> there's a lot of qualifiers there. It. Yeah, I would describe it as a good student film. You've heard of ba- you've heard of bad student films. They have their type. This <laughs> is a good student film. This is the student the student in the class who has the mo- most promise, but you know, it, he executes things the, to the best of his ability. You know, he's, he's got promise. He's got potential. Um, he's not trying anything too crazy. But, you know, in terms of execution, this movie's pretty great. I think uh, the cinematography is has an, enough to it to keep it interesting. Um, uh, the young, the boy, his name's Miles, he, it's, it's pretty early on, you know, there's something wrong with him. And that wrongness manifests in an alternative, you know, uh, sort of side to him. And the visual motifs they use to sort of foreshadow this are they'll show half of his face. A lot of times Mm -hmm. he'll be sort of shrouded in, you know, shadow. And a lot of times they'll show him walking and, uh, the reflection in like the glass nearby. They'll, they'll make they go out of the way to show that. So, you know, pretty basic stuff, honestly. I mean, it's a bit creative, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good effort. And I, I applauded that. Um, there are a lot of neat editing uh, tricks that they pull. Um, a lot of very, again, I mean, this is slightly advanced filmmaking techniques. I mean, you know, they'll they'll match cut. They'll um, to establish meaning between two scenes. They'll, um, you know, the the pacing's relatively good in in the scenes where they're, bit, you know, they're trying to build tension. So yeah, all in all, that aspect of the movie is good. Where the movie absolutely falls apart is in the script. Because <laughs> this story takes an absolute nosedive. Like, I mean, 
it's just so stupid, man. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> come on. Like, for the first maybe 25 minutes, I was like, this is good. This is really good. They've got a good handle on what they're doing here. Um, they clearly have knowledge about, you know, how to make me feel things. What are they going to do to mess this up? <laughs> and what they do is the immensely stupid explanation for why um, Miles is Miles, the kid, why he is the way he is. And I don't mm -hmm. want to spoil it. Um, would you have preferred no explanation? Um, I would prefer the explanation is so out there and accepted with such, uh, you know, with so little reluctance. I mean, like, like the characters doubt for like maybe a day before they accept it. Um, <laughs> okay. But I mean, I would have taken just like demon possession. I mean, that's pretty standard. I appreciate that they're trying something unique and you know, they, they reinforce it pretty well with their uh, cinematography. So there's lots of hints in the cinematography for, you know, what's actually wrong with miles. Mm -hmm. But you know, when they explain it, it's, it's just very stupid. And to sort of add on to that stupidness, the mother and the dad might be some of the most passive horror movie characters I've ever seen. Like, I mean, the things that this kid did does, if he even did, like, if I had a son and he did even slightly anywhere near close to this stuff, orphanage, you're gone. I'm done. I'm not even trying. You're, <laughs> you're, you're going to Hogwarts. I'm not I'm in boarding school. I don't know. <laughs> it's not, I'm not even, not even coming close to tolerating mm -hmm. a child. I mean, he's eight years old. I mean, you've only had him for eight years. Uh, you could start over when he, the, the things that he's done. I'm... <laughs> Was it the acting, or was it the way the characters were written? Oh, actually, no. The acting is the acting is pretty fantastic. Honestly, oh, like really? the kid, that's good. The kid does. The kid is surprisingly good. He does a great job. It's Jackson Robert Scott. He's mm -hmm. honestly like, the things that for like uh, he's supposed to be eight in the movie, uh, but you know he it's it's some pretty advanced acting. It's it's honestly it's um it's a. Uh, you know, like James McAvoy in Split and in uh, uh, Glass has to switch between characters on a dime. Mm -hmm. uh, Miles or Jackson Robert Smith as Scott has to do some of that. Okay, like, cool. So it's it's very he does a there's like a couple scenes where he's you know one version of himself and then a different. So, um, yeah, he's it, I, I think that's good. The real, like, like just, I hate to be the person to whine about plot holes, but every decision these characters make, they either make it too late or it's just the wrong thing they should have done. Like, like I know it's your kid and you're hesitant to make any, do anything drastic, but taking him to a serious doctor isn't drastic. Like, I don't know, man. He does some... The first thing that he does okay. is enough. What is it? Give me it. Okay. All right. So it's the first thing. It shouldn't be that big of a spoiler. Yeah. This is in the trailer. I think it's about 30 minutes into the movie. Okay. Uh, the first real thing that he does, the first thing that everybody witnesses. Uh, kids, he's at the, this gifted uh, school for, for young kids, and uh, he wants to work with this girl. So he goes up to her, and she's like with uh, a guy or, I mean, these are toddlers, you know, they're, they're little kids. And he's like, I want to work with Heather. I don't freaking know her name. And then the guy says, no, we're already partnered up. And so Miles raises his hand, looks at the teacher. The teacher says, yeah, Miles, you can go to the bathroom. He leaves the room, goes down the hall, into the janitor's office, gets a wrench, walks back into the class, and beats the other kid with the wrench. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> And, and, and in the next scene, he's talking to a therapist and then the, the, he leaves and the therapist talks to his mom and the therapist says, Miles needs to learn to control his anger issues. That is not anger. That was not, 
that was absolutely premeditated. There was no rage or uncontrolled. That was like, <laughs> Miles needs to learn some morality is what he needs to learn. That was just, or just empathy in general. He's clearly a psychopath. Yes. Like no child would do that. <laughs> and if a child did do that, it would be on the news for weeks. And, and the movie, while Miles, for the rest of the movie, Miles does not go to that school anymore. I, I can't remember if they explain it. But there are no repercussions. He doesn't even get grounded. What is going on with these parents? I don't understand. I'm just like, like I have done worse stuff than that, and I've been ground. Or excuse me, I've done less stuff than that. <laughs> Nowhere near that, and I've been grounded for like months. So I don't know. I've I've just like that annoyed me, uh, and just the yeah. like, amount of I don't know. I mean, you could make an, a case for some of the characters' actions. But a lot of them are just too convenient. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just... It, it got really frustrating in yeah. the end. I was, <laughs> I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like anybody who watches, like, Criminal Minds would be able to tell you that this kid has a problem <laughs> that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like... I think we're pretty... As a society, we're pretty sensitive to... Uh, you know, looking for the signs of, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, does, do they like to kill small animals? Yeah, like the cliche things, yeah, exactly. Yeah, do they, you know, lie to get what they want without remorse? Mm. Do they beat their classmates with hammers when they don't get what they want? <laughs> These are the signs of a sociopath, and clearly the mother was not ready to accept no, this. Yeah. She's not a huge Criminal Minds fan, apparently. No, she's not. <laughs> needs to watch uh she needs to listen to serial yeah exactly uh, that, uh, yeah or uh that hbo docuseries that's coming out i can't wait for that all right anyway uh, oh, yeah. what's your yeah. rating uh for this movie before we move on oh god um it's a five it's perfectly average um i think that the the decent uh cinematography and the decent editing and the acting uh balance out the terrible um just contrivances and and just narrative holes yeah. that are just let this movie unravel like the like i thought of more things that are just wrong with this just talking about it and i've talked about this movie to like five other people this is it's so fascinating to me it's i don't know it's absolutely a february movie it sounds like a bad script that was done well which that is fa yes. a fascinating thing because you we get yes. the opposite a lot uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't quite happen very often that uh, we get a, yeah. a bad script that's actually executed well. Um, yeah, no. It's crazy. All right, well, let's move on to another horror question mark movie. Um, yeah, and, that is, and that is Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. Um, so this is a very accessible movie. If you want to watch this movie, uh, you, you can. Um, I, you want to take a shot at describing what this movie is for people who have never heard of it? Um, I would say it is a, it's definitely a thriller. Um, the horror elements aren't necessarily there to make you scared, I would say. Um, the horror is almost like a byproduct of the premise. And I don't want to give too much away, but the premise is essentially, um, greedy art dealers are getting what get what's coming to them when paintings sort of come to life i i don't i don't want to I kind yeah of want to it's really hard yeah it. yeah but i would say yes that's it's it's definitely a thriller um and it's about the the contemporary art scene in los angeles which is <laughs> doesn't sound too exciting but <laughs> it, yeah but it's yeah. it's done in a really interesting way that I, I pretty much I really enjoyed, and then also uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is awesome, and uh, he's awesome here as well. So you should check it out. Um, that being said, I think we're probably just gonna go for it and kind of go spoilery here for the most part. I don't know, like we can we can do a spoiler free section at the beginning, I guess. Um, I think that we pretty much just did. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to uh, go and check it out. 
Um, and yep. then I, I even told you on the last episode that we would be talking about it on this episode. So uh, you've had your chance. We're going to get into it here. So uh, you've been warned. Um, also, uh, for all you uh, Stranger Things fans, uh, Natalia Dyer is in this. Uh, she plays mm. uh, Nancy. So uh, check that out. Yes. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Let's get into this movie. Um, I didn't quite know what to expect with this. I kept hearing that it was weird. Uh, all mm. I knew is that Jake Gyllenhaal was in it, so I was going to watch it no matter what, and it's the guy who directed uh, Nightcrawler. So they had my attention right then and there, and I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked this movie. Like, as soon as the plot starts unfolding and you start realizing what's going on uh, with, like, this guy and what he used to be doing and, like, what's happening with all these paintings. And it's just, it, I don't know, like, I, I appreciated it from the start with the whole, like, kind of poking fun at the critical mm-hmm. culture and then for, in, in yeah. a more narrow sense, the uh, art culture in Los Angeles, as you said. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, it was, these characters were purposefully annoying and <laughs> i think it really worked like i would like normally like these kind of characters would get on your nerves but you can tell that they that's the point like <laughs> so it worked for me and it was just funny um i, I th- yeah. this movie's even like uh, listed as like a st- satirical supernatural horror film uh yeah. and that makes a lot of sense to me it is very much satire especially towards the beginning of it and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And then once we get into the real, like, serious dark dark crap, like, that's when I'm just like, okay, now, like, it's even better. <laughs> this is basically a really, I, I don't know if, I, I don't know, like, it, it kind of feels like Final Destination at times, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that because that makes it sound like it's not, like, uh, there's that, that, that like that's all. The level of yeah, exactly. It's not. It's Which, just, there's more to it than that. And I appreciated that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I was honestly surprised. I heard there was a lot of uh, reception that was seemed mostly negative or at least mixed. And um, I, I definitely enjoyed myself. I especially Jake Gyllenhaal's character is just likably pretentious. Yeah, I love that's great. That. Listening to him talk about critique and the way that he talks is just so it's so funny to me. Yeah. I, or, or, or not not like funny in like a make fun of way, but like kind of an endearingly pretentious way. Like it's you know I feel like that sometimes <laughs> when I've talked like I so. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun in that respect, Mm -hmm. the way people talk, you can kind of poke fun at them. You can kind of, you know, agree with them. I loved, uh, the, um, the actual art that they, that they showed, um, the way that like, it felt like, you know, it felt like an art show. Like, like when they're, they're talking about this, uh, um, the, you know, the, the various, um, art shows that are held throughout the movie have some pretty interesting art. Like that's a, it's such a minor thing. There's this one that's like, it's like the Chicago bean, but it has holes in it and you put your hole in it or you put your hand in it, (laughs) you put your hand (laughs) and it gives you like, it gives you a a weird sensation based Mm -hmm. off of what's weird. And it's, and that ties into something that, and then they kind of tie something that happens later in the movie. In in two different ways, one in a vastly different way from the other. <laughs> um, but there's some interesting symbolism. It is. I understand why people don't like it. It's definitely a a, a, a mixed bag of a movie. Yeah, there's it's not, got its flaws, but I, I yeah. think there, there's people coming whose takeaway is like this movie is terrible. Like, and I don't understand how you come to that conclusion. Like, I I understand like you could maybe go man I, I don't know it just wasn't my thing like or something or just saying like honestly that it's got some problems but to mm-hmm. say that this movie is just like awful and 
Like, I read somebody call a Dan uh, Gilroy a one-hit wonder now. It's like, really? Like... I... I don't know about that. It's like, I, mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, honestly, I, I was basically, I got to a point where I, I don't know how I, I think I was, <laughs> never, I'm not going to say that. But I, I don't know. I got to a point when I was on Letterboxd and just scrolling yeah. through, like, reviews of this movie just to see, like, what, what the general buzz was because I was, like, I loved that movie and I just wanted to see what everybody else was thinking. And I was reading these reviews and they sounded... Like they sounded like freaking Jake Gyllenhaal's character in this movie. It's just like <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like why? I, I don't understand how you come to that conclusion. I don't know. It, it's, but again, I think there's a lot to like here, especially for with my sensibilities. Like I like these really like dark and twisted. Like okay, her, I think we both like Hereditary. Okay, I think that tells you everything yes. you need to know about our uh, sensibilities when it comes to these dark movies. We enjoy them, <laughs> um, and this is uh, uh, definitely right up my alley in terms of that. Um, but yeah. again, I understand there's flaws to it, and we will get to those. Uh, trust me, but. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely think those who are criticizing the movie, it doesn't feel like like it it feels like an abstract sort of atypically structured movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things happen for for somewhat weird reasons, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say you know when you, you're pointing out a flaw, you say that this uh, these these things happening were unintentional. That they mm-hmm. were due to uh, people being people not understanding what they should be doing. And in this case, I think what you might see as flaws, I, I believe they're intentional in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, make of that what you will. It's it, you know, I, I think it was a more sort of nebulous gray area in terms of mm-hmm. what the general um, uh, product is meant to be to be like it's not an actually uh it's not like it's it's not ordinary yeah uh, 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 yeah i mean I, it's difficult to think about like like if i imagine the structure of the movie in my head it's definitely not uh your typical movie mm-hmm. so um, i'm still ha- I pro- i'll probably rewatch it I, that's yeah i need I'd to rewatch this it. movie i'm probably going to show my brother this movie like um, just yeah. going down the checklist, right? Performances. Are there any bad performances in this movie? I don't really think so. I think there's some really good to even great performances in this movie. Um, yeah. is it well directed? Uh, yeah, I think for yeah. the most part there, there, again, there's some issues that I have with it, but a lot of that has, it, it comes more down to some writing choices that were made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then uh, cinematography. I don't think it's necessarily like spectacular, but there are, again, there's some great moments. Um, so I, I, I just I don't know how the conclusion can with this movie can be. It was awful. Wow, I can't believe I wasted my time. I, I imagine. Yeah. I, I imagine it's it's similar to like the reaction that I had to Suspiria. Yeah. Where everything seems to go. You know, everything is done relatively well. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of like doesn't taste good to okay. people. Yeah, maybe. Like, I, I, I think that that's possible. That that might be what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't All right. Well, do you want to? You have anything else? Do you want have anything else before we move into negatives? No, I mean, you know, I liked it. <laughs> uh, I really liked it. If you can't tell. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah. move on to uh, negatives. Um, I, my initial negative that I notice even while watching the movie, like like 20, 30 minutes in, is there's a lot of characters in this movie. And a there lot are. of them have just, like, their characters just kind of, like, fall off and you never, like, there's no resolution to them. Or they just show up and they die in, in a way that's, like, gruesome and dark and you're just like, okay, that was entertaining to watch, but I didn't really care. Um, yeah. I just feel like there was a little bit too much in terms of characters. Uh, and it's really like that problem is given an exclamation point to me with the end, the very end of this movie, where you see, um, oh, what's his name? John Malkovich. John, yeah, John Malkovich, uh, like on a beach somewhere, just kind of drawing something in the sand, and it's like, 
I yeah. forgot. Did he like leave somewhere? Did we get an explanation as to why he was leaving? What's going yeah. on here? Like it, it was just there, <laughs> he was like one, just one of the ten thousand characters in this movie. And I was just like, <laughs> I uh, I don't remember if there was a purpose to this scene or if this is just some abstract way to end this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I believe the resolution to that, like I understand, like characters float in and out of this movie just weird like natalie yes. dyer just kind of shows up i like her though <laughs> she was that yeah, was I funny mean, she's likable but she never really seemed to like be a part of the movie but like her, i feel like her uh, entire I, purpose I is to find the bodies and the, it, it, that completely yeah, I know. works I was like, i was just like oh i guess she's gonna find the body again i feel really bad for her um but <laughs> the last time is the best <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, with John Malkovich, it's I think the resolution is meant to be John Malkovich, unlike these pretentious art critics, collectors, mm -hmm. and uh, showrunners, uh, truly understands the craft and uh, recognizes the power that it has mm -hmm. in a way that, uh, spoiler, Jake Gyllenhaal did not realize no, soon yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, or at least it didn't fully um embraced so john malkovich the movie ending with john malkovich sort of making his art on the beach drawing his uh his in the sand his uh, little swirlies um was sort of just a I, I guess that sort of was the bow on at the end of the theme but it totally does come out of nowhere and i could understand why that being the final image for a lot of people is just like what <laughs> it, 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 it's more of a like oh yeah what happened to him like it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. just like okay and then even um the guy uh the guy who um what's her name uh renee no it's not renee russo's character uh zawe ashton's character the, oh, yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. cheats on she cheats on jake gyllenhaal's character with this new up-and-coming artist and he just kind of like is there and he like likes that artwork and then like he breaks up with her and it's like what was the entire purpose of that storyline like yeah, it was yeah. just like I, I okay like if you're gonna have her cheat then why are you focusing so much on this guy like if you're not gonna use him in any way i, I don't know like it, it was just yeah. there, there's just so many characters that are like that that it's just like okay um yeah uh, why <laughs> um but yeah do you, what what negatives do you have? Um, well, I mean, I while I do like Natalie Dyer, I wish she was. I wish she she was given you know more to do other than mm -hmm. find the bodies. You know, um, she, she's given a hint of it, like yeah, but it's not enough. Like I agree. Like if if you're gonna have her be the find the body girl, then just leave her at that. Like they introduced like some random storyline in the middle that doesn't really pay off either. So yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's it, it's it's part of another weird thing in general. I feel like John Malkovich is like, like is he? I think he needs to get a better agent because I I feel like he's maybe leading leading material, leading man material, but he kind of sees sees him that kind of just seems to be like put to the side of like a like a minor kind of role. Like yeah. he's he's barely in this movie yeah, in terms true. of you know, actual screen time, and he was barely in Bird Box. Also, uh, is he on a Netflix and, kick recently? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I guess so. And he's—I mean, even more because he's in that Ted Bundy movie and he's yeah. the judge. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's—I don't know. He's such an iconic face that it's like, it's—it's it's weird to you know see him on the sidelines. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just a, a minor thing. But um, yeah, I, I would say this this film doesn't really seem to have a particular style in terms of. Uh, editing and cinematography there's no real like it, it's just kind of plain in that regard i think i mean it's not mm -hmm. bad cinematography. it's not bad at editing it's just not you know exceptional it doesn't mm -hmm. feel artistic it doesn't feel like the focus is clearly on uh the story and these uh sort of superficial characters mm -hmm. or these you know shallow individuals who are sort of profiting off the artwork without really understanding and that, that's like a big theme in the movie you know, mm -hmm. it's like they'll have like one art dealer will want uh jake jill's character to write a favorable review on their piece so it increases the value and yeah. jake jill like 
do you not understand what I do? Yeah. And he, that, that was probably my favorite scene is when he kind of just blows up at her. And he's like, are you kidding me? Do you, how dare you devalue my, um, my job? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Stand up for it. Get uh, it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, that, that seems great. And then, one of my favorite—I know we're supposed to be talking negatives, but I honestly, like, I really, again really <laughs> like this movie. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. parts of this movie is, uh, or one—you know—one of my favorite aspects of it is the fact that she, um, again, uh, re- no, it's uh, what's her? Josephina. That's the character's name. Josephina convinces mm-hmm. him to give her ex-boyfriend a bad review, <laughs> and yeah, he ends geez. up like getting drunk or something, and her, and getting in a car accident or something, and being in a coma. And his reaction to that and the guilt that he carries is like, it's just like, I, again, I've said this before, like, Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, my favorite actor on the planet, so I, Jake Gyllenhaal is incredible in this movie, he really is, like, he has, he just has this, like, weird, like, kind of flamboyant, like, personality in this movie, but then he also, at the same time, is, like, slowly developing this guilt and this fear, and it's just like, oh, it's all there, and you can see it all in his face because he's Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, So, yeah, I I like that aspect of it, too. Tony Collette's in this movie, too, which is uh, cool. Yes, that's where I got it from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, she she does a great job, too, Um, and is she the one who... She dies, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure she does. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, do you have any other negatives? Uh, not really. I, I kind of, I gotta say, I kind of, I mean, the deaths, while interesting, were not, you know, exceptionally unique. The, um, the bean one, the one in that, uh, that was cool. I mm-hmm. really liked that. I thought that one was really cool because, I mean, you know, spoilers. Because we're talking spoilers here. Yeah, we're uh, when. Um, yeah, I I can't not I can't remember who dies, but the woman she's going through her art gallery and she sticks her hand in the bean thing, and it like grabs her and it like chops her arm off, it like shreds her arm off, and the next day she's lying there dead. Oh, that's such a good out. part of the movie. I know, and like they're they're saying like. Like, I wish we could have seen it. I guess that's a negative because we hear about it after it happened. But uh, uh, someone's someone's telling someone else, she's like, yeah, she was there after the exhibit opened and people thought she was just part of the exhibit. And I was like, that's that's kind of that's really good satire, I think. That's so dark, too. Perfect satire. It's really dark. Like just this like, yeah, people were playing in the in the blood before they actually realized that. Yeah, like because a, a, a school field trip came, and then like yeah. uh, these kids like thought it was fake blood, so they just were like, whatever. Yeah. And that's it's, oh, it's so good. Uh, that brilliant, yeah. Brilliant I loved it. loved it, and it's like, and it's kind of that to me. That's like the definition of this movie. It goes back to it's a horror satire, <laughs> and it's like that's crazy yeah. that they're like they mix those two. Uh, for the most part, really well, and uh, it has it again. It has its flaws, but mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it the heck out of this movie. So yeah. um, it's definitely yeah. I mean, if you're I, I again understand why people don't like it, but it's it's just it's kind of just a, a a fun movie to sort of. <laughs> it's weird experience. to say with this kind of movie, it's but not, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like a fun fun movie, <laughs> but I had fun. I I liked I liked yeah. the characters. Yeah. I liked. Jack Hall. I liked the sort of crazy deaths, but yeah. Chances that Ozzy just really didn't want to watch this movie after I told him it was a horror movie. <laughs> he scheduled a dentist appointment right after he said that, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, guys." Oh man, uh, but yeah, uh, let's rate this movie and then we can move on. What do you got? Ah, uh, hmm, seven seven point five. I would say. Um, Solid. yeah, I'm going to be higher. I'm going to be on the eight end of things. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving it an eight out of 10. Um, gosh, I really like this movie. So, uh, if you haven't seen it and you listen to this, well, um, you're one of those crazy people and that's fine, but you should go and watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that being said, I think that pretty much wraps it up 
for yeah. our reviews. Um, do you want to do recommendations and then get on out of here? Um, I'll have to. I'll have to think about All that. Right. Um, I do have a thing. Okay, sure, go for it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is this is going to be my last. Actually, I have a recommend. I have a recommendation for right, something for that I'm going to be uh, having a part in making. Okay. Uh, after this. After this podcast, uh, this Sunday, I'm going to be getting on a plane, and I'm going to be going to Kuwait, mm-hmm. which is a country in the Middle East. It's uh, bordering Saudi Arabia and Iraq, and uh, I'm going to be working with my second cousin and her husband, producing a documentary about uh, the citizens and the people and sort of the lifestyle of those who live in Kuwait. And it's um, I'm super excited. Uh, I haven't been that far away from home before, uh, but uh, it should be really interesting. And I'll definitely, you know, when I come back, and I'll be there for probably uh, two and a half weeks, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that's going to be the uh, the length. But I'm, I might extend it. I might not. I don't know. It all depends. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely when I when I come back, I'll you know have stories and, and awesome. stuff. I'll be able to talk about it, and hopefully be able to. Have you guys watch it and sit here while you guys review it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, Sounds yeah, good. Um, good. Yeah. So Noah goes and gives us something really unique, and I'm going to do the complete opposite. I'm going to do the classic. Yeah. The, at this point, it's a screen full of staple that every couple of weeks this get this uh, happens. Most of the time, it's Ozzy, but it's going to be me this time. Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I uh, just had I, I don't know what 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 propped it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I know what it was because yesterday I think yeah I think it was yesterday day of recording. Uh, yesterday they um, Game of Thrones HBO or or HBO's uh, YouTube channel. It's either HBO's or Game of Thrones. They released a, a video that was like. Um, uh, fan like art related to Game of Thrones and like every comment on it was like where's the trailer where's the trailer where's the trailer <laughs> um, which uh, I I feel your pain like I, I would be saying the exact same thing and I am saying the exact same thing but yeah I was just, I passed that video again today and then I was like oh man I really miss the show and then I went on like a rabbit hole of just like watching random Game of Thrones scenes on YouTube just because like I missed the show so much and I needed to be April already um and one of the scenes that stuck out because i think i started with uh, spoilers for game of thrones by the way so uh if you don't haven't seen it then uh, oh yeah big spoilers spoilers we actually care about yeah i mean exactly if you haven't seen it then uh peace out you probably shouldn't listen um here we go uh so the i started with both um both king in the north scenes because those are like the best scenes or some of the best scenes in the show like honestly like if you care about the starks on any level then <laughs> those are like yeah. some of the greatest scenes in the show um i started with both of those and and then i was like basically watching like every john snow related important scene and <laughs> i ended up back circling my way all the way back to uh the scene i don't i don't not all the way back but I went different places and then I ended up back kind of where I started with the scene right before the King in the North scene, uh, the second King in the North scene, where uh, they are, they reveal Jon Snow's parentage. Mm. Um, and it's kind of, I'm bringing it up because it's kind of uh, has to do a little bit with editing because it's incredible. Like, I, I even, <laughs> this is how down the rabbit hole I went. I was watching reactions to that scene on YouTube. <laughs> And it was, it's incredible the amount that they were able to accomplish without directly telling us anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just by... It's the beauty of editing. Just yeah. by the cut between that baby's yeah. face and then Jon Snow's face, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It really is. And the fact that they had, like, literally people all over the world cheering by not saying anything, not actually, like, if you want to be strict about it, they never actually confirmed anything until last season. Yeah. <laughs> they never did, because all they did was cut from one face to another, but everyone got what they were saying, and that is incredible, and that's all because of how they put that scene together and how they edited it, and it is some of the best, like, this show is incredible just in meant for many reasons, and that was just another one that stuck out to me was just, like, they said so much with liter- by literally saying nothing. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, yeah, and, and it's not necessarily wholly unique. Like there's been other shows that have done similar things. I mean, HBO has done even similar things with uh, Westworld. Spoilers for the first season of Westworld when they reveal uh, who uh, Black Hat really is in that show. So uh, yeah, they 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 they've definitely copied from themselves, and I'm sure other pl- things have done that before, but. It just really stood out to me when I was rewatching that that they literally like didn't tell us anything, but everyone understood what they were saying just by that cut. So mm-hmm. I yeah watched that show um, again because uh, you should, yeah. and it's coming back in April, and that's exciting. But it's also too far away. All right, all right. I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. And now you get to hear me awkwardly close out the episode because I'm terrible at it. Noah, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Noah underscore Rask and on Instagram at Brief underscore Intermission. All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFollows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Um, if you want to read Chucky's review of Velvet Buzzsaw, go to the website because he reviewed that there. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Make sure you share the podcast, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, check it out all over. It's basically anywhere you can find podcasts, but the big ones are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and of course SoundCloud. So it's available for you anywhere. Share it on any platform you wish. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next one.